Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Uh, quick shout out to TQ, Mr. Quan, who's in the chat for that lovely intro music. He is our, our on-site musician. He wrote that little ditty yeah, just for, for us. us. Just for us. He slaved away for months just to get it perfectly right. He did it. We have it. 60 episodes with that tune. We that's, love it. That's straight to DVD, baby. Yeah. Kings, queens, cousins, and clowns. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for joining us on our 60th episode today. 60! 6-0. Six 6-0. Zero. Six zero. We've been doing you this know, a long time. Go ahead, Raph. I was just going to say, a lot of people, there are a lot of haters out there. <laughs> they didn't think we would make it to 60. They didn't want us to get 60. But, uh, you know, 60 is a major key for us. So we're, we're happy we did it. Yes. And to all the haters, you played yourself. Look Shout out DJ Khaled. Look at us. Let's Look at go. Us. Who'd have thought? Boop. Not me. Yeah. So here we so, are. Tell them. It's our 60th episode. We're live. This will be on Spotify and, and Apple Music. Yeah. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. I think it's slightly different. Wherever you find cool. podcasts. Yes. Yeah. So as we teased a little mm-hmm. prior to the start of the program, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> we are discussing the mm. bad boy of cinema. Who? Christopher Elizabeth Nolan. <laughs> Is that his actual middle name? No, that's a producer's joke. So any of you uh, fucking... If you're in the industry? You would know. You'd know. It's from the producers. So Christopher Nolan, ladies and gentlemen. Most people are familiar with him for creating the Dark Knight trilogy. Arguably one of the best superhero trilogies ever made. Some of the best Batman movies ever made, of course. Mr. Christopher Nolan, he was born in London... On July 30th, 1970, <coughs> born and raised there. Excuse His, me. You're okay, pal. Can we cut that out? Yes. Not really, but we can pretend like that oh, didn't happen. Oh, that's live. It's live, baby. There's no going back. Wow. Anything we say, it's happening. That's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz, baby. So, his films, Christopher Nolan's films, have grossed collectively over $5 billion. Are you going to cut of that now that we're doing this episode? I'm, I'm going to call him after the show. He might okay. even be in chat. He right might now. be. Yo, Christopher Nolan, if you're in the chat, say what up. If anybody sees young Nolan yeah. commenting, <laughs> then that's King, Chris. King Christopher. King Christopher, yeah. Uh, his films have received 36 Oscar nominations and won 11 wow. Oscars. Did you do research for this episode? I did. I read Wikipedia this morning. That's amazing. Yeah, I had nothing to do. That's incredible. But get hype for this. So, what we're going to do today, there's been a little, as I was saying earlier, a little contention amongst the friend group regarding the quality of his films and how we rank them. Mm-hmm. I think there's some differing opinions mm-hmm. between the two of us, Raph. Yeah. Would you agree? I would agree. Okay, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so, we're going to talk about his ten big films today, ranging from Memento all the way to his most recent Tenet. Wow. How about that? We're going to talk about all of them? All ten films. Okay. But, do tell. Before we start, I would like to dictate some details about these films. Okay. And then I'm going to pose a question to you, Raph. So I'm going to discuss. I'm not prepared for this. The main characters. Okay. Of these films. Okay. And then we're going to see what your opinion is about this. And I'm doing this in chronological order. Starting with Memento. So are we starting with the question, or are we going I'm, into the movie? Are we going movie by movie and then talking about them, or, <laughs> or are you just? Are I'm you just giving- gonna go, I'm gonna go through the movies, and I'm just gonna say something about the main cast, and okay. then I want you to think very carefully about what I'm saying. Chat, you're included. Yeah. So pay very close attention. Please, please help me out, chat. Okay. So starting with Memento. Okay. His his, indi- so his we're, independent. So we're, we're not doing the following because no, we're not. We, have, we, we haven't have, seen we it. We haven't seen the following. We're hacks. Fuck so that. yeah, the following is number eleven on both. Yes, of our but list. we're not. But we're, so, no, because we haven't seen it. So okay, okay. regarding okay. the main cast of mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan's movies, I'm going through all the movies, going chronologically. Here we go. Yes. Memento, main cast, two white men, mm-hmm. one white woman. Hell yeah. Insomnia, two white men, mm-hmm. one white woman. Okay. Batman Begins. Five white men, one black man, one white woman. The Prestige. Three white men, Morgan Freeman, one white woman. The Dark Knight. Five white men, one black man, Morgan Freeman again, one white woman. Okay. They switched the white woman. Though. That's correct. Yeah. Inception. 
Mm-hmm. Four white men. Mm-hmm. One Asian man. Yeah, let's go. Two white women. The Dark Knight Rises. Actually, two Asian men. The uh, the driver who makes the... He's not the... billed, even on the poster. <laughs> what? He's not. He's, he's, not in, main, he's Indian he's, as well. He's not main cast? Well, he's that's, not main that, cast. India's an Asian. Uh, sure, I guess that counts. That's but, Asian. But he's not even in the main cast. And he's integral to the film. That's you're, a big, you're, you're a bit ahead of me. That's, that's a, a, the point I'm making that's here. That's a big yikes. The Dark Knight Rises. Five white men. One black man. Mm-hmm. Two white women. Morgan Freeman again. Interstellar. One one white man, two white women. Hmm. Dunkirk, six white men. <laughs> Tenet. Yes. One black man. Yes. Title billing, two white men, mm-hmm. one white woman. Now, now, <laughs> now that we're through that, I feel this, like you're setting me up for something. This this brings me to my question. Okay. Now, based on all the information I have given. Mm-hmm. And everything we've heard, I think it's pretty clear mm-hmm. what's going on here. Yeah. Based on all of that information, can we conclude that Christopher Nolan is a furry? That's not where I was expecting the question to go. Can we conclude that Christopher Nolan is a furry? I would say not from that, but just based on his face, yes. Excellent answer. Yeah. Now let's talk about race. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you want to talk about? Is that where you were you, well, you're trying to take this? Well, I was not expecting any of this. This dude is totally he's he's throwing me for a loop right now. This is this is not what we discussed. This is not what I signed up for. This is not what I agreed to in terms of how this live episode would be going. And I show up, I wear my I fucking got this dry cleaned yesterday. I show up looking nice, feeling good, thinking that I know what's going to happen, and this dude just throws a curveball right out of the gate. But go ahead with your question. So, Go off, if you will. Let's be honest here. Let's be honest here. Before we get to the nitty-gritty of the episode, his films are a little whitewashed. Would you not say? I mean, yeah. Yeah. You're asking the wrong person. We've... (laughs) Why would you say such a thing? I, I, I say everything is whitewashed. That's true. You think Christopher Nolan is any exception to that? No, that's true. However, he is the honkiest of all the honkies. Dude, yeah. He's King Honky. Where does Honky come from? Can you tell us? I think it comes from Honky Tonk, but he's not like a Honky Tonk kind of honky. He's not like cowboy, you know, rodeo kind of honky. He's just like, he's like, he's like white bread. He's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, he's Wonder Bread honky. What? He's milk toast honky. Uh, dude, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> That's that's fine. Thank you. That's the answer I was hoping. I have that yeah. on the back of the page here. Milk toast honky with <laughs> zinger, zinger. You got it. Yeah. That's Christopher Nolan, baby. But I just I wanted to bring that up because I noticed that I think he's obsessed with white men. Okay. But so is every other. If we if we talked about any other like famous director in the history of cinema, most of them are going to be white dudes who make movies about white dudes. Christopher Nolan is not like this like exception to what happens in the totality of Hollywood. And, He's just, and this is why Tenet is a masterpiece. Dude, are you setting me up? <laughs> this, is a, this is a setup. This is a total setup. You know what? We'll get to it. Let's, we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get, get to, to it. it. Okay. Okay. So we got that out of the way. I don't like the game that you're playing. Sorry. I, was, I, I threw you a little curveball there. I need more whiskey. I wrote, I wrote that in the car when I should have been driving. But I, <laughs> almost crashed. Almost, oh, man. This would be hilarious. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I gotta write that down. So, okay. So we'll get back to that. But like we were saying, we're gonna go through his filmography, we're gonna discuss his films in chronological order, Mm -hmm. that seems to make the most sense, and then discuss how they rank on our respective... Lists. Lists. Yes, of the ten films. The ranking of that. Um, indeed. So, he made the following, which we're not talking about. No. We're not talking about the following. Because we haven't seen it. That's correct. But it wouldn't be the first time that we talk about a movie that we haven't seen. That is true. And try to form fake opinions. This is 100% true. Um, okay. Thank you for the tip, Cindy. Cindy! How Thank very, you. How very fantastic. Thank you. That's Hell yeah. extremely kind. You didn't have to do that. But if we you. reach... Fif- oh, that's right. Well, if we reach 50 people, this guy needs to flash nip. So make sure you're telling your friends and sending them this link. To uh, to join join the stream That's to true. watch along. I'm... If you want to see Nip, if we get, I don't I don't know. Let's say 
a hundred bucks in tips, I'll, I'll flash a nip. Yeah, so a hundred bucks for Raph's nip. Yeah. We get 30 more people in here, you see this Italian pepperoni. <laughs> and, uh, and that's all there is to say about that. Yeah. So, yeah, tell your friends. Tell your friends to come and tip us. So, oh, wow, what was that? I think that was, uh, cut that. Okay. <laughs> Daniel! <laughs> Daniel! That's how live works. Daniel! Mark, mark that down. Write that down. <laughs> okay. Getting into it. So, this man makes, in the year 2000, the film Memento. Memento. Starring Gar, Gar Pierce. <laughs> Gar Pierce. Gar Pierce. Guy, Guy Pierce. Carrie Ann Moss. And Guy Fieri. And Guy Fieri. <laughs> Subtitle. Memento. Flavortown. That's the sequel. And Joe Pantaleone. Pantaleono. <laughs> pa Pantalone. What's interesting is this movie came out a year after The Matrix, and The Matrix also starred Carrie Ann Moss and Joe Pantaleono. So that's interesting. I don't know. Um, <laughs> For anyone keeping track of it. Anybody gives a shit about yeah. that. That's, that's a thing. Um, Literally no one cares. So this was his first film, Memento. I remember, I remember the first time I watched this movie, I was a, I was a boy. Is that Sam Martin in the chat? Oh yeah, let's, what let's, up, take, Sam? let's take a quick uh, a quick look at, at the chat here before we get, we yeah. can't even get started. Because we can't, just, because you guys are going off in the chat. Exactly. Keep Dude. going off, kings Dude. and queens. Please. Oh yeah, disclaimer. What, yeah, we should have said this like 10 minutes disclaimer. ago. Disclaimer. Um, if you sheesh, if you sheesh in the chat, you're getting banned. <laughs> that's not true. We're not going to, we have no authority over that. We have, None. I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no way that we could do that. Sheesh sheesh away. We're going to try to stop ourselves from from sheeshing, but we've only uh, sheeshed just once. A sea of sheesh. <laughs> the chat just goes off. Yeah, sheesh. Sheesh. Are y'all motherfuckers trying to get banned? <laughs> Let's go. Sheesh literally, away. that's literally it's it was just an just invitation. Sheesh. <laughs> for, for sheesh. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. So Memento. It is an independent film. Okay. Memento. I love this movie. Okay. I love Memento. It is number me... number one. It's number one on my list. I don't know who here has seen Memento. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? Let us know. Let us know what you think about Memento. Yes, I, I should say. Yeah, are we, are we going to like talk about the movies and then yeah. rank them, or are we going to rank them and then talk about them? Well... That, I feel like that's a... That's, a, that's an interesting that's question. That's an important distinction we that, we should, that we definitely should, make, should that have... We should have Decided. Hashed out on the front end, but yeah. that's okay. But that's we're here. the fun of doing it live, right? As Bill O'Reilly said, "Fuck it, we'll do there it live." You, there you go. So I, I didn't never did, want to quote Bill O'Reilly. Did he actually say that? Is that a Bill O'Reilly? Yeah, Bill it's a very famous clip of him saying, "Fuck it, we'll do it live." Go off, Bill. No, don't go. Don't, <laughs> don't go off, Bill. The wrong person to tell to go off. So momentum, <laughs> momenti, momentum, memento. Yes. Anybody who hasn't seen this, um, it is textbook Christopher Nolan. Mm -hmm. It is a film mm -hmm. about a man played mm -hmm. by Guy Pearce, and he has this horrible amnesia. Mm -hmm. Every fifteen minutes, mm -hmm. he loses his memory, and so is that more short-term memory loss than amnesia. Uh, sure, but I was being broad. Okay. Continue. Thank you. So he. Tattoo stuff all over his body. He takes Polaroids because it's the year 2000. And this, and, and so what's interesting about the film, and it's very classic Christopher Nolan, he presents the film in two different ways. You have black and white scenes that are happening chronologically, mm -hmm. and you have color scenes that are happening backwards. I thought it was the other way around. Daniel! Daniel, who's, is that true? Yes, cousins? Who's, is telling that true? To, who's telling me to take my shirt off? Take pandemic Poppy. On. Who is Pandemic Poppy? That's not happening yet. We're not there yet. We're we not need there yet. A hundred bucks in yeah. tips, and, or and 50, 50 viewers. Yeah, and then you will see the pepperons. Invite your friends and, and tell them to to join and tip, and then you'll see some nips. You, then yeah. that's how you get shirts to you know to come off. Yeah, you don't go to Mardi Gras and just expect breast everywhere. You got to throw some beads. What are the tetanatalas? Throw us the beads. Hello. If you want shirts to come off. Give us your beads. Some and, memento. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to memento. I'm pretty sure the black and white is forward. Okay. You know what? Uh-oh. I haven't seen it in like eight years. <laughs> so this is what we do here at Straight to DVD. We wing it. So, Memento, 
Classic procedure. <laughs> and the thing that's great about this film is it leads in to his style with his most recent film, the way he deals with time. With Tenet. Is everything just coming back to Tenet with you? Let's talk about Memento. Okay, so Memento. You got two stories. One's moving one's moving forward chronologically, the other's moving backwards chronologically. And then at the end, they meet for a big climax, and we find out the spoilers, which I don't know if we have to go into because maybe there are people in the chat who haven't seen it, and they want to see it now. Are we really going to do this for two hours without spoilers? Um... Because I got notes! You got notes? I got notes as far as I have a page and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a good question. That's another thing that we should have probably hashed out before, before we, we jumped on. I think we should do spoilers. We're going to jump into spoilers? I think we should do spoilers. Disclaimer... We're going into spoilers for all of these movies. Did someone say please don't spoil? No. Uh, Chris said, no, you can spoil. Ghost okay. spoilers. We got ghost spoilers. By okay. Thank got, you. I don't think he's the authority on, on what we can spoil and what we can't spoil. As long as uh, Sean Joseph has seen the film. Yeah, then, it, then it's okay for everyone else to, <laughs> we, to we know, can, we know what happened. So, okay. So on a serious note, talking about this film, what's amazing about it and this is, I think, key to all of his films is the structure, right? Mm -hmm. When you think about a Chris Nolan movie, mm -hmm. it's very particular. Like, a lot of his films deal with time, right? Yeah. And uh, Memento especially. Mm -hmm. But it's something about the presentation of this film, for a relatively young filmmaker who had only mm -hmm. done one prior indie film to then make something like this, I think is incredible. Mm -hmm. And the entertainment business definitely thought it was too, because after Memento came out, they were like, here you go, here's a big budget film without Pacino. Yeah. Right after that. Al fucking Pacino. Al fucking Pacino. Pretty rad. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a classic, it's a classic way of, of mixing up our understanding of plot versus story. You know what I'm saying? Plot being how the story is presented to us in the way, in the order that we view it as a watcher, and then story being the actual chronological occurrence of events. Pour that shit up, bro. Pour that shit up. But, you know, that's, that's, that's what he's doing here, right? And while we're talking about Memento, the first thing that comes to my mind is, does Memento happen without Pulp Fiction? Oh! Do we have Memento if there's no Pulp Fiction that comes before and kind of throws us into that whole idea and popularizes um, non-linear storytelling? Mm. And this is where the hot take glasses come on, dude. Yeah, dude, throw on those hot take glasses. I have no idea. <laughs> but... That, that is a hot take. That, that's an excellent point. Um, there is a lot of Memento. That's that's Actually, I've never heard anybody compare Pulp Fiction to Memento before. That's a really interesting... Yeah. Uh, Dude, it literally just popped into my head. Pretty like fucking two, rad like you, bro. Two seconds ago. Incredible. Right? And this is why we do this. What? Wow! <laughs> but that's a really interesting point, because a lot of the way... Actually, some of the dialogue is due to the nature of what's happening to our protagonist. Mm -hmm. A lot of the dialogue and how snappy it is and how quick everything moves and the non-linear structure of the film, you're right, is very evocative of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I'm wondering if we're going to lose people if we dive deeper into this, like, like film douche mm. territory. Maybe so we should we try to keep it... Plow on through? I think we should try to keep it very... Uh, very succinct? Yeah. Okay. Nice and tight. Let's not get okay. too deep into... Okay. Throwing out Fair words enough. like nonlinear storytelling. Oh, I see. Like we that. don't want to confuse our viewers. Well, no, it's not that we don't want to confuse them. It's just that, I don't know. I, I feel like if, you, if you're just a casual movie watcher, you don't care about nonlinear storytelling. Fair enough. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. What do, you think, what do you think about that? Do you care about nonlinear storytelling? Do we sound like douchebags? Tell us. Please. Does the struggle between plot and story resonate with you? Or yes. Or do you not give a fuck? Is it SJR again? Michele, Michele go film. <laughs> go off, film douche. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we'll keep film douching. Yeah, hell yeah. You guys want to hear us film douche. We're, we'll, we'll, we're going to film douche away. We'll douche away. <laughs> douche, douche off. Douche off, King. <laughs> douche off, King. So the la okay, so the last thing I'm going to say, because we have we have a lot of movies we to have, get through. We have fucking like nine more movies so to this get is the, this is the last thing I'm going to say about Memento. If you haven't seen it, you definitely should see it. Okay. It's very high on my list. Okay. Um... And what I was saying about the presentation, particularly for an early young filmmaker like Chris Nolan was in 2000, mm -hmm. um, something about the structure, and we're going to talk about structure a lot in his films, I think is amazing to me 
because the way it flows, it doesn't matter that it's nonlinear. He writes these scenes mm -hmm. non-sequentially that flow backwards that still tell a story with a beginning, middle, and end that's told from an end, middle, and beginning. And I don't think any of his other films quite do this. No, no, no. This is really the only movie where he kind of plays around with the actual, like, presentation of the story. Mm -hmm. And like you said, the structure. Mm -hmm. um, well, maybe we can get into that a little bit later. But it's probably, like, the heaviest example of that. Um, Alright, cool. So, Memento, you, you, you ranked it. It's I did. Where, where is it on your list? Memento is number one <laughs> on my... Christopher Nolan Films ranked list. We're really coming out of the gate with your number one? Number one. Okay. I love Memento. I hope everyone has like a scorecard at home with ten slots mm -hmm. and they're in like two columns and they're writing out which where like where we put it. Yes, that's a fun game. How about that's this? A fun game. Everybody in chat, yeah. listen to how we're ranking these films, and then let us know who you agree with more when we're done with the stream. If we're ever done with the stream. It might not end. We'll see. It, it may never, never end. It may never end. So that's Memento. Yeah. Uh, Can out. I say where it's on my fucking list? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number four. Number four. That's pretty good. That's number higher four. than I was expecting. Number four. It's a it's a very strong movie. Very strong first movie. Um, I also think because I haven't seen it in like eight years, um, it, it doesn't like resonate with me the same way. It feels like a movie that's kind of like uh, how do I put this? It feels like. It's like film bro on Main Street, you know? Mm. Like, it's like one of those, like, classic film bro-y movies. Like, when you're, like, 16, and you start watching shit, and you're like, yeah, Pulp Fiction, Boondock Saints, Fight Club, Memento, like, those are the best fucking movies ever made. Mm. You know, just, like, straight white dudes. Well, that's and, like, a fair point. Just right up their alley. That's an, that's an interesting point, because... Even though I'm, I'm not white, but well, I'm two out of the three. Okay, well, pretty rad. <laughs> pretty sick of it. Fairly gnar, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um... That's actually a really interesting point, because these days you look at it, and I definitely agree with you, these days so much is derivative of that kind of filmmaking, and yeah. so much shit comes out that's derivative of the kind of thing that Nolan makes. Um, but I think at the time, the reason that this movie was so high on Hollywood's radar and why it skyrocketed him the way it did mm -hmm. is because at the time nobody had ever seen anything like it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were, what, nine years we were old? nine, so we didn't see it. So I think the first time I saw it, I was like, 15, 16. Yeah. Dude, this is the coolest fucking movie ever. Half of it is in black and white and backwards? Shit, no. That's one. insane. Pretty, and then, pretty you know, <laughs> your, your, film, your film taste grows. SJ, we got SJR in the chat. Might be number one as well. The man with excellent taste. Thank you, SJR. Really? Yeah, he said it might be his number one. That's fairly rad. Interesting. Pretty sick of you. Okay. So, yeah, I've got it number four. I think it's, it's a strong movie. Not his best, uh -huh. but let's go into okay. the next one. So, the success of Memento yes. leads to his first feature film with a production studio behind it. Let's go. Insomnia. Fuck yeah. Insomnia, which is another early film of his that a lot of people don't know too much about or mm -hmm. have seen. Mm -hmm. It is a Alaskan detective I've never story. <laughs> That's why I'm here, baby. I got you. It is an Alaskan detective story starring Al Pacino, Robin Williams, and Hilary Swank. <laughs> SJR says it's a Fargo ripoff. Uh, to be fair, that's not... Uh... Yo, this guy's heavy in the chat right now. Dude, we got, we got a so, movie buff in someone, the chat. Someone's got to come for SJR. Yeah. Someone's got to hit him with some hot we... <laughs> He goes, it's a Fargo ripoff, <laughs> but I haven't seen it. <laughs> Does this guy want to get on mic right now? Dude, dude hop in a cab, hop in an what's, Uber, what's we'll pause the stream. Yeah. Come on over. We got a third chair waiting yeah. right over there. Daniel? Come on, sit down. Let's go, Esther. Hell yeah. Go. Get, 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 go off, gang. <laughs> Let's go, dude. Pretty sick. All right. Um, go off. It's an Alaskan detective story starring mm -hmm. Al Pacino. I think it's one of Pacino's better performances. It's very subtle. Interesting. Very, very subtle. Better he than Heat? She got a... Big ass! And I want to stick my face in it! Is that what he says? No, you got, you got your head all the way open! That's what it is. That's Thank my you. Pacino. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Um, it's very subtle. Mm -hmm. The whole premise of the film is that he's somewhat of a corrupt cop. Okay. And he's been brought to Alaska to try to solve this murder. Mm -hmm. 
that nobody else in Alaska can solve because they're Alaskans. The entire state of Alaska. <laughs> yeah, they just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's either um, yeah. it's either Al Pacino or the band Portugal the Man. Oh shit! Are yeah. they from Alaska? Yeah, they're Alaskan. Dude. I can't think of any other famous Alaskans. And I guess Al Pacino was in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> so it's only one, that's yeah. only one famous. But Alaska. one Italian from Alaska. <laughs> Al Pacino. Pachinke from Anchorage. <laughs> So, the Alaskan bull here for the here for the ass. Let's go, Dan. Yo, let's go. What's up, beast? Where's who's we doing today? Who's ass? I don't know whose ass he's here for, but yeah. No, if you want some ass, we're gonna need a hundred viewers in the chat. So you get the pepperoni nip at fifty. You get yes. some ass <laughs> at a hundred. I don't know if I'm doing ass today. Yeah, I don't know. I, I might not be able to do ass today. <laughs> Dan, Dan Cookie just gave us a. A whole bunch of Italian hands. Let's go. Shout so, out Luca. So Al Pacino plays this detective in Insomnia, mm -hmm. which I actually watched this morning at 6 a.m. because I couldn't sleep. <laughs> so, wow. How about that? Were you suffering from insomnia? Dude, I was too fucking hype. Yeah? For the day. That's okay. So, we, uh, yeah, I was watching some insomnia this morning. Yeah. Go off, ass kings. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> go off, ass kings. Okay. So he plays a That's detective sweet. called Will Dormer. He's from L.A. Mm -hmm. And he's shipped off to Alaska to solve this case that nobody else can solve. The prime suspect is Robin Williams. Did, I don't, I don't I know why. To... I, don't... <laughs> <laughs> I told you I haven't seen the movie. You not want... sure why I looked at it. Is there something for, for me to, to say? To confirm to me that I was right about yeah. the cast. Um, it's not your fault. Thank you. <laughs> um, and he's... Uh, Pacino plays somewhat of a corrupt detective. Okay. Not dissimilar, interestingly enough, to the story behind the Dark Knight regarding using corrupt acts to suppress criminality that you can't otherwise suppress hmm. via the shackles of the system. Hmm. But isn't corruption within itself a crime? So, so are you just stopping crime with more crime? <laughs> the is hurting my throat. Dude! That is that is the entire crux of the film. That's what the film's about. Okay. But it's this it's this lovely little small piece. And I think it's it's the most non Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan movie. It it doesn't want to explore time. No. Okay. Well, but it does in a sense. Okay. It's called Insomnia. Okay. Don't spoil it for me. Okay. But the pre <laughs> maybe do. I'm about to spoil it. Yeah. So he's in Alaska and it's the six months of the year where the sun never sets. Wow. So he can't sleep. Wow. He can't sleep. But, as we learn, it's not so much the non-setting sun mm -hmm. that he can't sleep. It's his conscience wow. that prevents him from sleeping. That's spicy. Because he wants to be a good cop. But being a good cop means that sometimes you can't always get the guy. So he resorts to certain corrupt measures to ensure that he nails the guy. This movie sounds lame as fuck. Well, it's got actually a very little exciting log sequence where a character gets trapped under logs in some Alaskan water, and they can't uh, they can't get out of the water. They're stuck under the logs. That's the selling point. I tell you, the movie sounds boring, and you try to sell me on logs. So you have dude getting stuck under some logs. So you haven't seen it. How does it? Okay, yeah. Now I'm gonna go watch it. The logs, man. Get stuck under logs. All right. Let me let me go run over to my TV and watch Insomnia now. Classic Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Where would you rank it? It's number 10 on my list. <laughs> because I haven't seen it. So there, that's that. Um, great. Which I guess is last. It's number 6 on number my six list. Number 6 on yours. It's number 6 on So you've on got Memento list. 1 and Insomnia 6. Yes, Insomnia is the best of the low 5. Okay. That I've got so far. Uh, taking a quick second to say hello to Steph. Steph is here. Hello, welcome back, Steph. 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 Another, another volumeite. She joined us yesterday for our test stream. Thank you for coming back. Thanks for joining. It's great to have you. I'm so sorry for forgetting. I, I don't. Was it Steph or Cindy who was bringing the popcorn? Someone was, was bringing popcorn. Was I, I'm pop so sorry. I, I don't remember who it was. But I hope you. I hope you got your popcorn. I have. I have these notes. I, I realized. Ready. You have notes. I do, but I just realized that I after have notes on my phone. After insomnia, I ran out of notes. <laughs> So we don't need them anymore. Yeah. There's no reason for me to have them because they're not helping me with anything. Notes on your phone, bro. That's the way to go. Right. That's the way to go. It's the 21st century. The digital age? It's the digital age. We're, we're literally streaming to people all across the globe 
and you're using a pen and pad like it's fucking 1946. What's the next movie? So the success of both <laughs> Memento and Insomnia got him a deal Yo, with Warner Brothers a deal skis. to remake Batman. Okay. How about that shit? That is pretty tight. Batman. 2005, Christopher Nolan makes Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. The first Batman movie since George Clooney's nipple suit. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, almost, almost ten years after. Almost went a full decade without a new Batman movie. Yeah, because they didn't know how to top the nipples. No. Or, or the tight buttocks shots. Oh, those are great. Dude, they were. I love that movie. Dude, it features maybe one of the hammiest performances of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, it's phenomenal. It's incredible. Yeah. We're just going to go on a tangent about that. What about, killed the dinosaurs? About Batman and Robin. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. But fuck Christopher Nolan. Yeah, let's just talk about Batman and Robin yeah. now. So we got nipple suits. We got nipple suits. We got we got crotch shots. We got butt shots. We got George Clooney's nice tight bum up in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and he has the he has the bat card. <laughs> <laughs> and the expiration date on the bat card is forever. <laughs> so Christopher Nolan makes Batman Begins, which is. <laughs> a very, very different movie. Very different. Very different vibe, feel. We're getting aesthetic. now. Um, Absolutely. No, it's yeah, certain, yeah, yeah. there's certainly no nipples. There, in, <laughs> no, no. In Batman Begins. It's a much more serious tone. Yes. Um, we reach the moment in his filmography where I start to get excited. Because this is where Christopher Nolan becomes a household name. Because you're making yeah. a. You're, Batman. You're, I got you, bro. Thanks, cousin. You're making a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows Batman. I want to ask. I'm going to ask you and the chat. Yeah. Is Batman the most popular comic book character? Comic book hero? Maybe. Let's say? I mean, certainly top three, right? I would say top three mm-hmm. most. And we're going to veer off into another list right now. <laughs> top three most most famous superhero comic book characters. It's got to be Superman, Spider-Man, Batman. That would no? that would have been my guess as and well. And Wolverine at number four? Wolverine's probably up there. Pretty yeah. high. These but, days it's different because of the fucking MCU. Yeah, yeah. So now like... Iron Man! Yeah, who is like a low tier... Uh, okay, let's, let's can that discussion, book that, and we'll do that. That's another stream for another day. I would Otherwise, say top... Never... Sergio! With a hot take. Top ten? Top ten?! Low tier? Sergio. Sergio, Sergio. Give, us, give us seven in the chat, Sergio. Give us seven superheroes more famous than Batman. Now, go. Keep talking. Go, Sergio. So, this film is incredible for a couple of reasons. I don't rate it very highly in terms of like the star-o-meter. I think I gave this three out of five stars. I rewatched most of these, these movies this week. Um, preparation. Preparation, baby. Preparation. I watched none of these movies. Fantastic. In, in prep for this. Great partnership, bro. Yeah, everything is coming straight from here. Straight from DVD. Straight from Raffi's brain. Yeah. <laughs> Batman Begins is an interesting film because Nolan does something interesting with this film. He tackles it as if all of his viewers are already aware of the Batman mythos. Which is smart because it's they true. Are. Yes, they are. They exactly. Are. We are. It's true. So it just, it plops you right into it. Right into it. Bruce Wayne's a grown man. Obviously, there's a little flashback scenes. It's like, oh, we gotta see Thomas and Martha Wayne die. Yeah, we gotta, see, we gotta see the fucking pearls right. drop to the ground. The poils. The poils. The poils. Oh, no, she got shot, and the poils, they drop, and they hit the ground. Uh-oh. Like, oh, SJR okay. says I disagree with this highly. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what you disagree with, SJR. You're gonna have to be more specific here. Yeah. Just all of it? The, that he doesn't come at it from... No, 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 no. You mis you misunderstand me. It's yeah. it's not it's not that there's no You're origin. just talking at SJR right now. This, this, this is great. Street. This is the this is the only way to converse with SJR is yeah. he can't he can't talk back. And just I have to read mute all of his chats. Jenna Reebok, welcome to the chat. Thank Yo. you for joining us. Straight from Los Angeles, California. Or Florida. Or Florida, that's true. Probably too. LA though. Yeah, probably LA. We're gonna assume it's LA. Yeah, we're gonna assume it's LA. Thank you for joining us. We love you, we miss yeah, you. Yeah, dude. Um Dude, we're, I was I was gonna say we're international, but LA is within the nation. Well, do you see this? We're in Venice, by the way. Yeah. Straight to DVD on tour. This is our first and only stop. 
we'll be back in Brooklyn very soon. Don't you worry. Um, SJR, you misunderstand me. I, I'm not saying that there's not flashbacks or not. it's not an origin story. But the way it's treated, mm -hmm. everything that's like detailed and dropped in and dictated, the way the scenes are presented, it, it is a Batman origin story for people who already know about Batman. So you don't even see he's not even in the suit until literally an hour into the film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so much of it, it like it plays with the mythos. It's like, oh, people know who. Yeah, yeah give me, give me stop, a hum. Stop, stop, stop watching him. Yeah, honestly, SJR, <laughs> you're, you're distracting me. You're getting me. I'm, I'm getting agita. <laughs> giving me agita, SJR. It's very hard to focus. He got bit by a bat. Yes, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> That is how Batman got his powers. <laughs> he, got he got bit by a bat and he grew armor <laughs> over him. You're too low. You know? <laughs> That's his power. His voice gets really deep. Yeah. So okay. And he goes blind. Right. So um, so let's let's talk about the cast because when yeah. I rewatched the film this week, mm -hmm. something that I paid very close attention to was that I absolutely I think this movie is superbly cast. Mm. You have. Christian Bale as Batman slash Bruce Wayne, mm -hmm. um, which, let, tell me if you agree with me. Chat, tell me if you agree with me. I think that Christian Bale is a much better Batman mm -hmm. than he is Bruce Wayne. 100%. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I don't know if this has to do with the writing. I'm going to do a quick plug. Do a quick plug. If you want to hear more about, if, if you want to hear more from us talking about the Batman Begins trilogy, we got some episodes on that. Or a episode. That's true. Go check it out in the archive. We do. We do. Um, Back up in there. But yeah, he's a he's a much better Batman than yes. he is Bruce Wayne. And this is what excites me, not once again, not to go off on a tangent. This is what excites me about the new Matt Reeves, the Batman film starring Robert Pattinson. Yeah, Robert as... Pattinson. <laughs> Pretty sick of you. Yep. It's that, did that. you did it, dude. <laughs> Pretty sick. Sheesh. It really looks like and this is what I like Robert a lot of people don't give Robert Pattinson enough credit these oh, days. We're still talking about this. Yeah. Okay. He, he's a really great actor, okay? Mm -hmm. And what I love about the trailer is that it really makes it look like Bruce Wayne is the protagonist, not Batman, mm -hmm. right? I'm very excited to see what they do with that film as a result. That is, I think, the, the biggest lacking overall Ooh, to do, to do with the Nolan Batman trilogy is that I feel like Bruce Wayne is a little underwritten, but that's another thing. But that's so much of this, so much of Batman Begins, to bring it back, mm -hmm. is about Bruce Wayne. It's about Bruce Wayne yes. becoming what will eventually be Batman. There's so little Batman in this movie. It's it's much more of a, I don't, I hate to use this phrase, but it's more of a character study, right? Mm. Of Bruce Wayne and who he is and how Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. It's not so much just like, but it's not like like the way that you say it's not it is an origin story, but it's also kind of not an origin story. Like it's about how this man becomes then like a greater version of himself. But it's not so much about how Batman becomes Batman, if that makes sense. I, I it's not like the saying. story of Batman. It's the story of this man like figuring out how to deal with, um, let's say like the grief of his parents dying and like I don't know, kind of feeling like a shitty person who can do more with his life. You know what I'm saying? That's very well said. No, you're, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I haven't seen this movie in years. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. But the, the thing that's... So it's, it's a perfectly fine movie. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think I have it at number seven or... No, I have it at number eight on my list. Why don't you consult your list? Because I don't need to. I got it up here, baby. You got it all up there? Okay. I got it up here. Okay. So you got it at you got it at seven or eight. I got it at eight. You got it at eight. I got it at eight. Okay. I think so. Here's the thing that we're gonna we're, you're gonna discover over the the course of this. We're mm -hmm. nearly an hour in, and we're three movies in. <laughs> um, is that I don't it, save for one film. Mm -hmm. I don't think Christopher Nolan has ever made a bad movie. Okay. I think he's made a lot of good movies mm -hmm. and a handful of great ones. Oh, I know what your bad movie is. Yes, okay. you do. But we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get to that. We'll get there. That's what we call um, a teaser in the S biz. SJR is typing. That's very exciting. <laughs> did he type SJR is typing? He may have. I actually, I actually think he did. <laughs> he, did. <laughs> he totally he did. typed SJR. That's funny. 
That's funny. Good for you. Um, oh, yeah, dude. That's a good joke. So you got it's it at seven. Or you got it at eight, rather. I have it at eight. I've got it at seven. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fine movie. It's, um... Russian knows. It's a good... It's a, it's a solid Batman movie. He does something different and interesting with the character that we mm-hmm. haven't seen before. Right. He takes it in a very different direction than some of the previous Batman movies, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's strong, so, you know, not... I don't have strong feelings on it here, you know, neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. It's... It's okay. It's not bad. It's so it's so okay movie. It's an okay movie. Yeah. Like I was saying, I think the highlight is the cast. Mm-hmm. You got Gary Oldman as Gordon. Gary Oldman's amazing oh, and everything. Yeah, Gary Oldman's fantastic. Great Gordon. You got Liam Neeson as Rashalul. Liam Neeson's. Liam ne- Neeman. Neeman Neeman Neeson. Liam Neeman Neeson. Neeman Neeson. Um, you have Michael Caine as Alfred. Amazing. Actually, probably the best casting of the whole franchise. I mean, we'll get to Heath Ledger very soon. Sergio gave us his top ten. We'll get we'll, we'll get to to Sergio's top ten. Okay, um, Sergio. After you finish your 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 rundown of the yes. cast. Yes. Um, you have Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox. Mm-hmm. Great casting. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Who else? We have you got Chillian Murphy. Killian. Chillian Murphy's. Chills. Chillskies. Chillski Murph. Chill. Chill. Chill Murphskies. Uh, as Scarecrow Crane. What's an interesting bit of trivia about him is yeah. he actually he auditioned for Bruce Wayne Batman. Oh, I could see him doing a good mm-hmm. Batman. He was a better. I, what happened? If he I was recall a better correctly, Bruce Wayne, and not as good of a Batman. And if you're making Batman Begins, not Bruce Wayne Begins, you want a better, you want a better Batman. Nail on the head. The studio. Cillian Murphy's on Batman wasn't right. as good as no. Uh, what's his name? Christian Bale's. Christian Bale's on Batman. On Batman. But Chris Nolan liked his uh, mm-hmm. audition so much, he was like, I still want you to be in the film. He's great. He is. He's, He's amazing. He's in everything, especially um, in this. There's something about... Don't knock over your setup. Thank you. There. Thank you. Okay. Everything, the world comes you. tumbling down. Oh, I'll see ya. Killian, something about Killian Murphy's eyes, and anybody who's seen him in anything, I think the first big movie he did was 28 Days Later. That may have been before this. Well, yes, before it was, this. I think it was before this. Right, it was like 02 um, or something. Right, or Peaky Blinders. Killian Murphy has amazing eyes, and anybody who understands anything about filmmaking or acting or what makes a good performer, it's all about a motherfucking Oscar. <laughs> all about a motherfucking Oscar. You understand what I'm saying? All about a motherfucking Oscar, and this motherfucker. <laughs> He's got some glassy-ass eyes. Yeah. He doesn't even need to be crying. It looks like he has water, a veil of water, on his eyes. I don't know how the man does it. He's an incredible actor. And he's uh, he's he's fantastic. And you notice that Chris Nolan is aware of this because he plays Do- Dr. Crane slash yes. Scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Every scene he's in, he always takes his glasses off. Always. He takes his glasses off. So you can see those mobile eyes go... <laughs> He's got beautiful eyes. He does have beautiful eyes. He has beautiful eyes. Gorgeous beautiful eyes. eyes. Um, uh, yeah. Before we get into the next movie, Sergio mm-hmm. has blessed us in the chat with uh, some superheroes who he would put above Batman. Wow. And I think there are some hot takes in here. Mm-mm. I was just looking at it a little bit, but I think we got some hot takes. Mm-mm. This might be our first chat room hot take. Mm-mm. So let's let's take a look. We've got Superman, mm. obviously. Mm-hmm. XD Wolverine, I'll take it. Uh, Scarlet Witch, hmm. gonna have to disagree there. Mm-hmm. I had no idea who the fuck Scarlet Witch was before I watched him, uh, an MCU movie. Thor, eh, I guess if you're into like Norse mythology and stuff, you would have an idea of who Thor is. So eh, maybe Doctor Strange again had no idea who that was until he popped up in an MCU movie. Uh, then Batman. And then, and that's Sergio, my king. <laughs> you know what it sounds like to me? Sounds like to me that you're an MCU fanboy, my guy. Yeah, I don't know. There's no, no Spider-Man's on that list. Mm. I don't know, Sergio. <laughs> Uh-oh, Maselli's got Wonder Woman on that list. Wonder Woman, 1984? Oh, Madonna, fucking me! Wow. Mick. He also forgot Iron Man. Okay, we'll get back to you, Serge. Serge, I'm tabling you for a moment. Yes. <laughs> Listen. That's a discussion for another day. Or later in, in Mick. Today, depending on how much... Uh... I highly recommend that you tune in to our Wonder Woman 84 episode. Because good Mr. gravy... Mr. Michelli? Michelskis? 
Mitch, not Mick. Oh, I'm so sorry, Mitch. Are you even Italian? <laughs> Maron. There it is. Thank you. Um, life, do the thing. <laughs> do the <laughs> do the thing. Okay. Life is good, but it can be better. Thank you so much. Thanks. Um, Thanks for that. Thanks for that shout. I don't. <laughs> Should we get into the next move here? We yes. Um, I you know what? I don't want to. I, I don't want to uh, uh, get too too on a tangent uh, with with our viewers here because you Attack know, of the Clones is the best Star Wars movie. It, it's on right now. We just we just end the stream. Yeah, just watch. It. End the stream. Head on to TNT. No, no, By no, the no, way, no, no. Stick with us. Stick with us. Well, no. I was saying we're gonna end the stream. Oh no, no we're no. gonna watch it. Let's let's keep doing the stream. This is good. This is fun. This is a good time. Okay. Well, sheesh, sheesh in the chat if you're having a good time. We'll, we're going to come back, Mitch and Serge. We'll come back. We'll come back to this. Yeah. We'll circle back. We we got a lot to go through. Yeah. So that's 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 Batman Begins. Okay. But the the one thing I want to say that I think mm -hmm. Batman Begins starts to reflect amongst his overall uh, Nolan's overall filmography. Sean Walsh Brown is the only one who she's... Dude, let's no go, one, Welshman. No one, else, no one else is having a good time. Welsh Brown is the only one having a good time. That's fine. <laughs> Everyone That's okay. else is miserable. That's okay. We're okay with that. Yeah. It's fine. Let's go, Chris. Let's go, Chris. Oh, yeah, King. So, <laughs> so this is the last thing I'm going to say about Batman Begins before we move on. Okay. Something that this film is a precursor for mm -hmm. is that Nolan movies mm -hmm. typically start to fizzle out and have underdeveloped third acts. Okay. Yeah. And I notice this with a lot of his movies. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is the case with Batman Begins. Mm -hmm. I feel like the whole train sequence and ending is a little anticlimactic and abrupt. Very much so. Um, I feel like this is the biggest hit against the Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. Is that the ending is abrupt. We'll get there. We'll get there. That's not the next movie, is it? No, I believe there's one in between. between. There's one in between. Which we're going to talk about now. Unless oh. you're still talking about Batman Begins. I'm not talking... But I was going to... Okay. Okay. I, I just want to say that. We'll come back... When, when we get to movies that I think of the bad third acts, I'll, yeah. I'll come we'll, back to yeah, that. come back to That's that. right. We do need to move table, on. Table that. Table that discussion. Table it. Yeah. What is our next film? Our right, next right. film is Christopher Nolan's The Prestige, a.k.a. two dudes playing tricks on each other and pranks on each other through magic. It would be like if Steve-O and Johnny Knoxville and Bam Margera also were world-class magicians. That's essentially what it is. It's jackass. It would be like... <laughs> not jackass. I take that back. It would be like if the impractical Joker guys from Strong... Not Strong Island. Where are they from? Staten Island. It would be like if those guys were world-class magicians. That's all that wow. this movie is. I've never heard someone refer to the prestige as a... Uh... Comparing the prestige to impractical Jokers? Yeah. That's what I'm here for. This is, what, this we is do what we do. This is highbrow. This is high-level intellectual film talk. You know, if you want to talk prestige, you can't talk. You can't mention prestige without also mentioning *Impractical Jokers*. And you can't mention *Impractical Jokers* without, you know, tracing it back to the obvious, obvious influences that *The Prestige* has on that show. And any real fan of *Impractical Jokers* knows that. And I'm sure there are a ton in, in the chat because it's a phenomenal show, and the movie's even better. But the prestige is Christopher Nolan's next movie, mm -hmm. and I'll let you I'll let you talk about it a little bit. More. This film mm -hmm. is number three on my Christopher Nolan top ranked list. I love this movie. I adore the Prestige. You want to hear something? Do tell. I do too. Let's fucking go, King. It's number two on my list. Number two. I think that's as close as we're going to get. And I've only seen it once. Nice. And I think I was kind of a little blitzed out of my mind, to be completely frank. It was like two or three o'clock in the morning. But I fucking loved it. Dude. It's amazing. Hugh Jackman, uh, not Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, mm -hmm. two magicians who hate each other. They mm -hmm. develop this beef. And in order to get back at each other, they just do magic tricks at each mm -hmm. other. Which is a hilarious concept. It is. And that's the only reason why it's my number two. I don't remember any specific details about the movie. I just think that the concept alone is too funny to not put that, not put it that high up on my list. I think w without even delving into the, the, the actual content of the film itself, the, 
the so the film is so much about showbiz, right? It's so much about showbiz, <laughs> baby. Yeah, it's showbiz, baby. It's so much about showbiz. It's so much about like being the best. The the core of the film is it's just a rivalry between two men to be the greatest magician and come up with the greatest magic trick the world has ever seen. That's the whole film. It's about these two men that will go to any length, any length, to be the best. It's that simple. And I think when you're dealing with a film that's great, you mm -hmm. can always boil it down to something simple like that. Exactly. Right? A very simple through line. Mm -hmm. Gotta exactly. give Mr. Phil Bacon a shout for making a great call in the chat. Yes. Yes. Phil, yes. Phil and uh, Dan Brescia. The Dave Bowie cameo slash performance. How can you how can you not like He's that? great. Nikola Tesla. He's David Tesla. Bowie. He plays Nikola Tesla in this film. He's a great. And uh, How fucking bonkers is that? Imagine you're a producer and Christopher Nolan walks in. He just made Batman and he has two other Batman movies in the hopper that he's going to make for you. And he's like, I want to take a break from Batman and I want... Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale to be magicians who are trying to outdo each other, and also David Bowie is Tesla. Dude, here, here's here's a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Here, go off. Make the fucking thing. Go, go off, off, Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> go off. Go off. Um, and Andy Serkis plays Tesla's uh, right hand man. Oh shit! Andy, I forgot Andy Serkis. Andy motherfucking Serkis is in this. Yo, love a love a, a good Andy Serkis uh, appearance. Hot Always. off, hot off the the popularity of Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Always. Um, but this film, so it's based on a book. Mm -hmm. Which is, it's somewhat different. Three cats in a trench coat is saying that they, they're not so much, uh, they're not so much trying to be the best. It's just a very personal, it, I it, see. Does, it does become very personal. These two have a deep-seated hatred for each other. Mm. It, and that's what drives them, really. Not so much to out-magic the other, just, right. uh, that, that's a very good just point. Just a very personal hatred. It, it, it is yeah. very personal, because not to, flip I want, flip those knees, bro. I want, hell yeah, cause <laughs> the, the, the hotter the take gets, the higher the knees go, baby. Yeah, for the... Dude, by the time we get to the last movies, knees are, are on the, the ceiling, ceiling, dude. Um, yes, that's an excellent point, and I'm pretty sure that's you, SPR. I'm, I'm fairly sure. Gotta be. I'm almost 100 yeah, percent certain I'm, that's SPR. Sure, Between sure. three coats in a trench, or three cats in a trench coat, and that take, I feel like there aren't many people who who feel as strongly about the prestige as SPR. Yes, so that's true. I know. That. I know. Sean loves loves the prestige. Yeah. He he mentions a line in it. I don't care about my wife. I care about his trick. That's that's what the movie's about. Complete devotion to your craft. And you're absolutely right. It is it's not so much about a professional rivalry. It is personal. Something happens. I'm not gonna spoil it because I feel like a this lot of people This is the one movie you're not gonna spoil. I'm not, because I love it so much and I feel yeah. like a lot of people in the chat probably haven't seen it. And I highly recommend you do. I think it's one of Nolan's best. Uh, something happens early on in the film that results in these two men, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale being at odds, not just a person, not just a, a professional rivalry, but like three cats in a trench coat is saying, uh, <laughs> like a, the three three cats in a trench coat so eloquently put. Yes, it, it is a it is a personal one. It's not that they want to be the best; they want to be better than the other. They just want to crush the other. Right. Not even be better. They just want to destroy the other person. Right. And the only way to do that is by being better at magic. Right. And the crux of the film is that one of these two men men ends up destroying their lives because they're willing to go a step too far mm -hmm. than the other one does. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to say who, and I'm not going to give details, but there's... And what's amazing about this movie, and this is what I love about it so much, and he literally, he, he dictates... Nolan dictates this to you. Anymore. Dude, have some of this mother... <laughs> Have some mother's milk, my guy. No, I'm good on that. Okay. I'll pass on that. Passing on the mother's milk. Uh, continue. No, Nolan dictates, with a voiceover by Michael Caine early on in the movie, the way a magic trick works. And it's the three steps, and the final step is the prestige. And what's amazing about this film is that it's built like a magic trick. There's this mm. constant line that they keep coming back to where it's like, you already know the secret. Anybody who has any brains can, like, figure out a magic trick. It's often the simplest solution. You're just not sure it happens. But you're not really looking for how it happens because you want to be fooled. Yeah. Right? And that's why this is, I think, his most rewatchable film. Because mm -hmm. you watch it again and every single breadcrumb is right there. Yeah. 
Every single one. Hundred percent. It's the more you talk about it, the more the movie comes back to me, and the more the more I enjoy it. So the happier I get that it's that it's listed where where it is on my my list. I'm thrilled it's so high. And while while you're talking about how the movie is kind of set up as a magic trick, um, and we'll get to this later, but there there is some discussion online in the mid two thousands when Cracked was a big thing. The the website Cracked. I'm sure a lot of people have been on it, but they made an argument that Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy was also going to operate in the same sort of prestige format of, you know, setting up the magic trick and then mm-hmm. tricking you in the in the third and final act, the third step. So with that, I think we can get to the next movie, mm-hmm. which is... Arguably his most famous. Probably his most famous. And um, I think this... I think from this movie on, I think this is when the takes are going to start getting real... Real, really spicy. So, stay tuned. And uh, we come to the Dark Knight. What? The sequel to Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. First Batman movie without the word Batman in the title. That's right. Yeah. How about that for some trivia? Never would have known without us, baby. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. So, everybody. Everybody was talking about this movie because of let's just let's just deal with it, the Joker, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about how Batman's like oh the greatest co- comic book hero ever created. Mm-hmm. The Joker, I think this is not quite as arguable as that. Mm-hmm. Probably the greatest comic book villain, yeah, ever created, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and also probably one of the greatest villain characters ever made just in pop culture. Yeah, I think he's up there probably with like I don't know Darth Vader and the devil and the and, yeah and Satan, <laughs> right? Exactly. It's those three. That's right. That's um, the Mount Rushmore. So everybody's so excited for this movie because this is the first time we've had the Joker live action on screen played by an actor since Jack Nicholson in the original Tim Burton Batman with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. And. Everyone was like, how are they going to do this? What's he going to be like? Is it going to be different? And then that trailer drops, right? Yeah. And you see Heath Ledger for the first time. And it's so unique. It's so different. And what's what's interesting about this film, and we, we talk about the Dark Knight on our, our Batman episode. Yeah, we do. I made a claim that I'm going to rescind. Wow. I am rescinding something I said. Is this our first... This is the first time that's happening. We're we're rescinding a take that happened in an earlier episode. I'm rescinding a take. Wow. I'm rescinding Dude, a take. Sixties got everything. I claimed okay. that the Dark Knight was only as good as it was mm-hmm. because of Heath Ledger's performance. Okay. I rewatched it on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I disagree with myself. What? I, I think the film I agree with you. Okay. Well then we're gonna we're, 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 I think I think the film this film is number four on my list. Okay, it's right behind the Prestige. Mm -hmm. I think this film is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, and I I sound like a broken record because I've said this before. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of other people online have said this before. Yeah, it is not a superhero movie. Mm -hmm. It is it is a crime film. It's a film about uh, terrorism. Mm-hmm. And and uh, uh, and people's limits and and human nature and the lengths people will go to to do the right thing or to stop something or to prove a point. It it very much surpasses the genre, I think, in that regard. And yes, Heath and the Joker character are an integral part of that. Mm-hmm. But when you pay attention to the editing and the way the film is structured mm-hmm. and the script and all the characters and everything that happens, it it, it is. Technically, all incidental, based on the driving force of the film, which is Heath Ledger, but it's all just so well put together. The story is uh, so well crafted and thought out that really, I think the only negative I can say about it, and this ties back to my point about Batman Begins and how I think a lot of his other films suffer from this, mm-hmm. is that I think that, and this is less so compared to his others, I think the third act falls a hair flat. <laughs> There's a great comment in the chat right now. He got... <laughs> Let's go, Mitch. Yes. <laughs> that comment wins the day. Holy Mitch, shit. well done. I'm not gonna... I'm, now I'm not gonna... Ra- Thank you for that. I'm not gonna rag on you at the end of the stream. Oh my uh, god. 
Um, I can't even remember what the fuck I was saying. I think you were talking about how the third, the third act. Yes, thank uh, you. It's and I and I'm curious if this has to do mm-hmm. with Heath's passing because mm-hmm. Nolan claimed that primary photography was done when mm-hmm. Heath passed, but the ending of the film. It feels a hair rush to me. Yeah. I think it also suffers from middle movie and a trilogy syndrome. Sure. Where you're trying to... You don't want to conclude a story because there's still another piece to the story that you have to tell. Right. So you can't fully you can't fully end the movie. It has to still set up what's coming next. And obviously, I think the plan was for Heath, Heath's Joker to be in the next movie. Um, so that's why it ended the way that it did Mm -hmm. to set us up for him to come back in the dark Knight rises. But I totally, I totally feel your point. And not to get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I I just want to say you're absolutely right. I know I am pretty sick. (laughs) And that's, I did that. That's going to be, dude, let's go. Let's go. That's, that's going to be my biggest, biggest point of topic when we get to the third Batman film. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, I think that this is a film about terrorism. Mm-hmm. I really do, and I and and I think that the film really deals with and focuses on what people in positions of political power, um, authoritative power, do and can do when you deal with someone who's because Heath's Joker has this line in his last scene where he's talking to Batman and he says, you're truly incorruptible, Mm -hmm. aren't you? And what's, what's so fantastic about that, that last scene is that you're you're, like, you're getting, you're getting the Batman Joker scene you've always wanted. You're, you're Mm -hmm. hearing this character talk about why they're perfect opposites, Mm -hmm. why the Joker is the best villain character ever written in contention with this iconic hero character. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, is that Batman and, and Eric Roberts, who plays Maroney in the film, mm-hmm. great casting, by the way. I've also met Eric Roberts, but that's oh, besides the point. Sick. Pretty. Let me pick up a... Uh, Good name drop. That name. <laughs> I just dropped there. He says, you got rules. Mm-hmm. The Joker has no rules. Mm-hmm. And that's literally, that's, that's the whole film. It's like, how do you contend with a force that will do anything when you yourself cannot? When they will go to every length to beat you, how can you go to every length to beat them? And I think that's, that's the idea of terrorism. It's like, oh, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Mm-hmm. The terrorists don't care. They don't care. Hot take time. Let's hear it. Dark Knight's played out. Oh, shit! I said it. Tell us why. I fucking said it. Tell us why. Uh, all right. Um, and I think part of the reason why I see this movie as being played out is because the third movie takes so much away from what is what they're trying to do in this one. Um, but... I think that the way that the Dark Knight tries to present itself as... And it is, right? It's it, it's a comic book movie, but it's also trying to be more than a comic book movie. The words that you always hear around the Dark Knight are, well, it's so gritty and it's so grounded. And the only reason that this movie can be gritty and grounded in the way that other superhero movies are not is because the people don't fly around. The people in the silly costumes don't have superpowers. They are, right, they're people, but they're still ridiculous, absurd people that are taken to the 11th, you know, fucking uh, degree or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. and they're, they're amped all the way up, and they're, they're completely absurd, but they're still people. They're not people who got bit by a spider, or they're not people who are gods from the heavens. They're not people who have a super suit that allows them to fly. Right. They're just dudes running around in silly costumes. That doesn't make it grounded. That doesn't make it. That's true. That doesn't make it any more grounded than any other superhero movie. At the end of the day, these are still movies about real people in a real world, although it's not our real world. And they do super things. This is true. 
Does the Dark Knight not do that? Here's my second hot take when it comes to the Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. In terms of a gritty superhero Batman movie that's grounded and uh, has emotional weight and is thematically interesting, Zack Snyder's Batman <laughs> v Superman does all of those things better than Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight does. Bro! Yeah. It does. Tell us why. It does. Well, the thing that the Dark Knight, or not the Dark Knight, the thing that Batman v Superman does that the Dark Knight doesn't do is it deals with people and their emotions, right? <laughs> why do we go to movies? We go to movies to connect with characters because mm -hmm. we can see ourselves in them. And it doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, Stephen Young in Minari or Iron Man in Iron Man 2. We go and we connect with these characters on screen because we can, we can resonate with them and their stories resonate with us. There's none of that in The Dark Knight. And how can you make a good movie if people don't care about the characters that they're watching on screen? If the characters don't relate, if you can't relate to the characters, if I don't care about Bruce Wayne doing the things that he's doing and being uncorruptible by, uh, you know, by the Joker, then why should I care at the end of the day? What, what, what's, what's there for me? Anakin, you're breaking my heart. All that being said, I, it's a great action movie. It's very, yes. it's very fun. The set pieces are phenomenal. Yes, it has some iconic, you know, action set pieces and shit. But I think as a movie, as a film, as a serious piece of art, if you're gonna, if you're gonna tell me that you're making something that is that's gritty and grounded and real, you gotta make something that's gritty and grounded and real. You can't just say that it's that because Batman doesn't fly. You know what I'm saying? I do. I know exactly what you're saying. Thank you.